Are you looking to get an edge in life but haven't been able to figure it out? Welcome to 10 to Win, the podcast hosted by Kevin Steidel and Jason Cullum. Give us 10 minutes of your time and we'll show you how to create a winning mindset. Welcome back to 10 to Win, the podcast, the podcast focusing on how to create a winning mindset in 10 minutes. This is part three of our Creating a Vision series. If you are just tuning in for the first time, this is the interview portion. And today we have a very special guest. Jason, tell the audience who's here with us today. Yes, 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 yes. Today, Kevin, we have Dr. John Zeezer, owner of Zeezer Family Eye Care, located in Beaver Creek, Ohio. John grew up in Decatur, Indiana, where he was a nine-time varsity letter for basketball, baseball, and soccer. John went on to be an all-state basketball recipient in 2004 and was a runner-up in the state finals for both basketball and baseball during high school years. John attended Bethel College in Mishawaka, Indiana, where he played basketball on a scholarship. He was a NCCAA national champion in 2007, a member of the Thousand Point Club, the recipient of the NAIA Champion of Character Award in 2008, and he was an academic All-American. John graduated from Indiana University School of Optometry in 2012 and began working with Sports Vision and their athletes. Post-college, John moved to Beaver Creek, Ohio, where he initially began working with an optometrist there, but has since purchased 100% of the business, and it is now called Zeezer Family Eye Care. John is the team optometrist for Wright State Athletics. He was voted 2016 top optometrist in the nation, and he has been voted best in Beaver Creek for the last six years running as he currently resides in Beaver Creek with his wife and four kids. Thanks for coming on the podcast, John. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm good. I'm good, Jason. Kevin. I, pr- I appreciate the opportunity. Glad to have you on, man. And uh, I know we say it every week, but we are definitely excited about this topic. We spoke on it heavily on Monday and Wednesday, and here we are with you, John, on this Friday. So let's get started. And, and, and honestly, Kevin, who better to talk about how to create a vision and why that's important than an optometrist? I mean, it couldn't, couldn't be any more fitting. <laughs> I love so, it. Let's do this. Yes, absolutely. So, John, this week we defined what a vision was and how to create one. As the sole business owner for a company formerly known as Zezer and Stewart Eye Care and is now Zezer Family Eye Care, why is it important to have vision within your company? Having vision in, in our company, two main points that, that we talk about. One, helps unify everyone into a team that is organized, focused, and working together. The second main point, it, it provides a focal point for goal setting and business planning. Mm-hmm. It gives the staff uh, the staff a sense of purpose and direction for the business. Yeah, that's John, good. do you do you think that when you lack vision as a leader, that that it it just kind of leads to failure for businesses? Somewhat, I, I believe you can still be successful without having a vision. Um, but my my thought is it can inspire and, and motivate everyone within your organization, or in, in my case, my practice. Um, it can also create positive energy and enthusiasm, um, especially important if there's, like I said, difficult times or stressful times. Um, having a clear vision will produce uh, persistence, reminds us kind of why why we started or, or why we do kind of what we, what we do. Um, 
as as an athlete, we, we never wanted to be complacent. I always wanted to get better. I always believed you're either going to you're going to get better that day or you're going to get worse. There was no even day. It was always, hey, let's strive to get better communicating or um, let's say being a, a better teammate or a better boss or a better staff member um, within within our organization, um, trying to continue to kind of surround myself with with good people, good staff that everyone's on the, on the same page. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, everybody, whether you're a part of a team or part of a business probably wants to know where you're going. Correct. I mean, what does the future hold? What does my boss think? What does the executive have? Where's the coach thinking that we're going to be at the end of the year? And then the vision is really just kind of this idea of this is where we're at and this is where we want to be. And this is the roadmap to take us there. And so we feel that whether you're on a team or you're within a business, communication is incredibly important, John. And I'm sure that you know that as a business owner, you've also been tied to sports your entire life. You have to communicate with your folks on where you want to be. But that in itself may not always be enough. So what do you believe are the most important aspects of creating a vision? Is there things that you have used in the past with your business or when you've been a part of athletics that have failed or been successful? Is there anything that you've kind of honed in on that says, yeah, this is definitely what I'm using next time around because I feel this is a very, very good aspect for creating a vision. Yeah, you, you nailed it. So number one, communication in, in whatever you do um, as, a, as an owner or as a boss is we always want, again, everyone on the same page. As an athlete, you have to communicate with um, your coach. You have to communicate with your teammates. You have to um, communicate with the, the ball. But everybody's on the on the same page. Um, obviously, communication, and that can that can kind of segue into into trust. As as me as a business owner, I trust my staff. My staff is phenomenal. I use it all the time. I could be the best physician in the world, if I have poor staff or poor people around me, patients aren't going to want to come in and see me because they can't get past the receptionist or they can't get past the technician. They can't get past the optical. And then I try to to delegate. I never want them as my staff to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm hovering. My opticians are great at what they do. I trust them. Now, if there's issues, okay, then we'll, we'll come together and say, Hey, let's, let's clean up this or, Let's, um, you know, maybe maybe this this route could have been a better avenue. But um, the third um, determination, again, just classic. You just you're not complacent. You're determined that, hey, I'm going to outwork somebody or I put in the work and now it's going to it's going to pay dividends. We're not sitting back on our hands failing. And I'm and I'm honest with with this one is I, I feel like if you are doing what what you believe and you set out to, you put in a hundred percent, you'll, you'll be fine. You're good. If you try to be like, like others, like let's say us, if we're trying to be like other offices and we're not being ourselves for me, that can be a recipe for disaster because you're just trying to do what, what other, other offices are, are doing. So I've, yeah, I've makes sense. done that when I first started, I just, Hey, bought the practice. We're just going to, kind of keep keep the same thing which we were successful 
um, or some of my colleagues that are doing X, Y, and Z. Um, but then come to find out that that doesn't work with, with us and we have to change some things. Um, so failing, but, trying but to I be like somebody else or others. John, my next question has got two parts to it. So it's basically about, you know, what if the vision isn't working? And I, and so the two parts are here. You were mentioned your team specifically. So the, the people who you work with at your office, what if they're not doing the things that you need them to be doing? Or I guess it, it could go two ways. It could be, they don't understand the vision because you're not, because that's on you and you're not communicating it clearly enough. Or it could be that they just don't agree with, with your vision. And they're just kind of saying, well, I don't think we should do it that way. So I'm going to just keep doing it this other way. What sort of action can you take in either one of those scenarios? Yeah. So we, we have, um, we have staff meetings with our, our full staff together. So we have 13 staff members, We'll do a lunch meeting. We get everybody on the on the same page. Okay. Sometimes, depending on characteristics with some of the staff members, um, they might not feel like they want to speak up in front of the whole staff if they're having an issue with whoever X, Y, or Z or whatever it is. Um, so I'll have individual meetings with you know the specific individual, or we have them in groups. If I have three technicians, I'll have meetings every day, every other day and say, Hey, are we good? How are you doing? What do you feel like could benefit you guys? Right? Because we're all working as a team, even though I'm the boss, I don't want that to, to feel like, Hey, I'm just, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Cause I, like I said, I trust my staff and I want them to, to feel like they're, they're in it too. Now, now, unfortunately, um, sometimes, you know, you can have meetings and it just doesn't work out according to plan. And, you know, we work too hard with our vision. We work too hard here. And if someone's not buying in, you guys get it. You're only strong as your weakest link. You know, all these owners just here. So if, you know, worse come, comes worse, then I've had to let some staff go because they've negatively kind of brought us, brought us down. Um, obviously don't like to do that if we don't have to, but it's, it's yeah. a, it's a necessary, you know, if, if they're holding us back um, and it's not fair to, to everybody else that's that's busting their butt they're doing exactly what they're asked to do they're going above and beyond and then if somebody slacks off and it's well hey dr zeezer jenny's 30 minutes late all the time or betty's always whatever five minutes later sitting in the back well then i can i can do that too then right well no we we, we don't stand up for that and then like i said we've had to make some tough decisions of of letting them go. Um, no, I, I think that's really good, John. I, I really like the idea that, you know, you have these group settings and you give people an opportunity to speak up, but not everybody is comfortable in those settings talking in front of a group, particularly maybe if they don't agree, right, with you, yeah. okay, or with somebody else. And, and the idea that you're giving them an opportunity one-on-one, -on -one, maybe behind closed doors at another time, I think is is really encouraging um, for, for both sides, because if you never had that person speak up, maybe they're actually going to tell you something that could benefit you and your practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you never had that one-on-one -on -one meeting with them, then you wouldn't know that from their That's standpoint, right. it gives them an opportunity to actually tell you, you know, what their thought is. And they feel like 
they're part of the organization at that point because you're still giving them a voice and a chance to use their voice yeah. and, and, and speak yeah. their thoughts, regardless of yeah. whether or not you agree or disagree with it. You know, so yeah. I, I think that's really cool. I, I really want to go back and, and reverse this thing just just real quick, John, and go back to a question we were talking about before, which is um, when you were talking about some of the, the characteristics and aspects of what what creates um, a good vision within a company or within a team. And I like how you were talking about measuring or figuring out if you're actually getting better, right? Results matter. And so you put this vision out there, okay, for your company, for your team, whoever it's going to be to follow. But along the way, you're really going to have to drive home and look at the data. Is the results happening? Is what my vision, the plan that I put out for this vision, is it actually working? And I think anybody who's in that position who does put together a vision for a company or a team, you've got to figure out if it's actually working. You you can't just say it's going to happen and it's going to happen. You've got to measure these things along the way and figure out if it's actually coming true. So I love that. I just wanted to go back and say that. I, th I thought that was really, really good of you, John. So let's go down this route, John. You've kind of hit on this idea of some athletics. You've talked about your business. And we know vision doesn't just pertain to business. It can also be personal or within your family. Do you believe everyone should have a vision outside of their business life? Do you think individuals should have a clear vision for themselves? I mean, you mentioned some of the things that you've done in the past. Am I getting better at this? If I'm going to practice, am I getting better? I shouldn't be the same. I should be getting better. So do you feel that everyone should have a vision for themselves or for their family? I, I do. Now, now, my vision in my office, totally different than my vision at home with, with my family. When, when I get home, I separate family and, and business. When I come home, I'm just dad, right? I'm just dad. They could, my kids could care less if I saved 25 patients vision and they, they could care less when I sure. come home. They want me, they want me present. Sure. We go out, we, we hit balls, we, we catch, we, you know, read books. We, we just do, do all this stuff. Now, sometimes it can be difficult, right? I think that's human nature, but my, what I've been trying to get better at is leave my work at home, right? Go home and I'm with, with my kids. So when, when I come home, it's dad, right? Or my, my daughters and dance, we, we're just so, so busy and life is so short that we're trying to stay in the moment because you just never know. You know, we have, we have four kids. Our daughter's going to be 11. She's in dance and softball and baseball. And now my eight-year-old's in travel baseball and he does basketball. And, and like I said, they could care less about, you know, my, my work. But when I first started, I was all just, it was work, 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 work. And, you know, it, Dr. Stewart, who I bought the practice from, when I talked to him, it was John. It, it goes by so fast. Work is always going to be here. Your kids, it, it just goes by so fast. I think it was the, the days are short and the years are long or or the days are long and the years are short. Something, you know, whatever sure. the, the yeah. kind of the, the saying is. And it's a it's 100 percent. It's just crazy. We got four kids and in X amount of years, you know, our daughter is going to be she'll be, you know, on her own and you'll look back and say, what, what just happened? Uh, but 
you know, I, um, I just, I just saw some statistics on this and I, I have four kids like you do, John, as does Jason. So I saw that like you spend, I forget the exact number. I'm going to butcher it, but it was like 85% of the time that you spend with your kids for, for their entire life is done when they leave the house at 18. Like you will only see them after that, like 15% of your life (laughs) or their life. Right. So that's crazy. Like, yeah. So you're right. You know, it's, and I think that's, that's important to, you know, to be successful in what you just described, John, where you're being successful at work, but you're also being a successful dad. It takes vision. You have to create the vision of what you want so that you can then put the steps in place to take, to, to go be successful in the thing that you want to do, whatever. Yeah. And and we always wanted to be, or I always wanted to be present. So pretty much anytime my daughter would ask, Hey, will you do father daughter dance? Of course. Right. Of course. Uh, Yes. Yes. Anytime that there was a coach position that was open, we'll make it work. Yes. I'll be, I'll be there. Right. Cause you'll always be present. You take team photos. The kids are now whatever 20 and they'll look back and say, Hey dad, dad was always my coach or he was always there. I always remember dad was, was there. Maybe he, he didn't want to do like a, a a dance with with me looking back, but hey, he he was there, right? And he was in it, and we had fun, and that's what I've tried to to always do. Because my dad and my mom, they were always present. My grandparents were always present. My dad was my my coach. And I think that vision from them kind of trickled down to to me. And once you know, we start having kids, I already knew, hey, whatever they want to do is fine by me. We're not gonna you know, force X, Y, or Z down, right? We'll incorporate it. We'll, we'll give them an option if they want to go that route. If it's whatever, then yeah, you're, you're good. That's, that's fine. But we wanted to always be, you know, present because you just, it goes by so fast. Like we talked about. John, let me ask you this. When you create these visions or you're, you think that you have a plan to, to follow, and it it doesn't go to plan how how quickly do you decide that maybe what you th- thought you wanted or the steps you were taking weren't working like now this was a bad vision this is a bad plan or try to adapt it i mean what's the what's the steps there when when you've decided you know this isn't going the way that I wanted it to. And so it's time for me to, to make a new one. Yeah. I, I try to, if, if I'm, if my vision and I'm, and I'm all in, I'm all in and I, I know it's just not going to kind of pan, pan out as how, how I feel like it, it should, I'll still push it, but not too, too much. I don't want to push it so much that it just pushes everybody right away. Like, oh, this was, I was, I was in it, but it just, it wasn't going to work out. Um, but now if, if, for, for me, if, if I have like a rushed vision, like, oh, hey, I, this one failed. I'm, I'm just going to get one real quick. I'm just going to get one real quick. Well, then that can lead down another, another path 
And that's not where, where we want to go. But the majority of the time, if you have a true, honest, clear vision statement, um, and, and when difficult times arise, like we talked about, it can remind us why we, why we are doing what we're doing. Um, and we can push through because sometimes all visions aren't going to be roses hundred percent of the time. Right. Um, no, I, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's good, John, because I think part of it when you're looking at these things is to say, and we'll go back to something that you already answered was how much buy-in do I have? So if I got one person who's not bought into this, I don't need, I don't think that I'm really going to need to take a, a, a swift left turn here and change everything. Right. right? right. Because 99% of everyone else is on board with this. But on the opposite end, if I've got 90% of my staff or 90% of my ball club, who's like, that don't make sense, coach. You know, I don't really understand where we're going with this boss. Okay. That may be the time where you have to swiftly come in and be like, okay, I'm not sure that this is really working. Maybe I didn't think out this thing correctly. Maybe I need to make yeah. some adjustments because I don't have the buy-in. If I don't have the buy-in, people aren't going to follow me and we're not going to get yeah. to where we need to go as a company. Yeah, and I think it's, it, I think it's important to, to admit, Hey guys, that that's, that's my fault. That's my fault. It's not any that I'll take ownage of it. Right. I think now it's hard for some people to admit, Hey, gosh, that, John, that is that I up, right? amazing. I, up. I, I would say this, most executives sometimes believe that they don't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And, and so what you just said there, I think is as important as anything else, because as a leader of an organization, as a leader of a ball club, you're not always going to be right. And you have to admit your faults sometimes and say, yeah, this yeah. one's on me. That was a bad vision. Okay. Yeah. You guys are good. What you're thinking is correct here. I was wrong and yeah. that's hard for people to do. So congratulations to you, man, for being able to say stuff like that. That's really, really good. Let's kind of wrap this thing up, John. We've had some incredible content so far. This has really been awesome. Is there anything else you would like to add for our listeners in order for them to understand the importance of creating a vision or what steps they need to take in order to do it? Yeah. So be positive. Don't be afraid to fail. Those are those are two two main ones. What we talked if it's if it's something that you truly believe in, like you truly believe in it and you put the work in, be confident in that. And more often than not, you will succeed. But but again, if it's if it is going south, then then don't be afraid to admit, hey, we'll we'll trash that one. Let's let's get on the on the right step um, and, and make a better a better vision going forward. It's great, man. It's really, really good. So glad you had the ability to come on and join us today. Um, Kevin. Yeah. yeah no, home, man. Thanks a lot, John. Yeah. <clears throat> That's going to do it for creating a vision part three. We want to thank Dr. John Zeezer for coming on and giving us his insight on why it's important to create a vision. Speaking of vision, if you are in need of eye care, where can everyone find Zeezer family eye care, John? Yeah, we are in um, Beaver Creek, Ohio. Um, 3351 Dayton Xenia Road. Um, you can also, we have uh, Facebook. Um, we're, we're, since we just bought the practice, we're still flipping over our new website, but you can just Google 
I Doctor Beaver Creek, and we'll be we'll be right up at the top. You'll see our link. Go see Perfect. him. He's good. Go see him. Go That's check right. him out. And also uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. This helps it get to more people who want to create a winning mindset. And we will be back and better than ever on Monday for a brand new episode. And as always, if you are impacting or influencing one person a day, it is worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to learn a winning mindset. Thanks again, John. Hey, appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to create a winning mindset. Remember, we'll release a new episode every Monday. So be sure to start your week off right by listening to 10 to win. Please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast. And remember, if you're impacting or influencing one person a day, it's worth it. Everyone has 10 minutes to create a winning mindset. Yeah. Yeah.